Hey, welcome back to part two of the mini-series How to Do a TEDx with Chris Lovett. In the second part, we discuss Chris's experience of actually delivering his TEDx talk, what happened backstage, how he prepares himself and how he gets into state, and what happened when he walked onto the carpet and after the TEDx talk. Without further ado, welcome to part two, How to Do a TEDx with Chris Lovett. Well, so there's a couple of bits. One bit that I knew at the time and one bit that I didn't. The bit that I knew at the time was that I, they, was, they were live streaming it. So one of the bits I, I hadn't really been phased about was the magnitude of the event. You know, they always, the kind of event organiser will say to you, oh, we're going to have thousands of people join. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, but I didn't realise at the time, and so I'm sitting backstage and people are starting to to ferry in. And I kind of look around, I was like, these are, these are people who are here to to continue their own personal journey. They're here for a reason, right? Yeah. And people from different countries are tuned into the live stream. And one of the organizers calls me into one of the, the rooms backstage where they've got a laptop set up and they say, Oh, Chris, do you want to have a look at the, what goes, what's going on for the uh, people who are viewing via YouTube on the stream? And I was like, yeah, that'd be quite cool. And the amount of people <laughs> coming in yeah. going, I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Lovett, who are from like Indonesia or yeah. um, all across the world, who yeah. I have no idea how they even know about this concept or me or anything like that. Yeah, was just baffling to me. Wow. And at that moment, I was like, "Bugger, this um, is real now." This has got just it's just got a little bit more real, <gasps> and and then it all became about prep after that so I just put myself into the best so you know i didn't want to didn't want to drink too much um i every morning i have a smoothie and blueberries and they give me um they give my brain a lot of energy yeah is right. that a thing that's giving brain yeah, energy, yeah. Right? yeah but yeah absolutely. so it's, yeah. it's so it keeps me creative so if i do forget where i'm going i can quickly snap back into the story and, and carry yeah. on they're actually inside, um, this is a side topic here, but height supplements, if you've seen them, they're all over Instagram. Stephen Bartlett, um, I think he's sponsored by them. And I've had them. They're really great, actually. And they use blueberries as well because it helps with brain power as well. So they there go. we yeah. go. And I'm not sponsored, right, by go. the way, to everyone listening, but there you go. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Sorry, Chris. Eat Carry your blueberries. On. Eat your fruit. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that was that kind of that first bit. And, you know, I was conscious that everyone else that I was meeting were practicing their lines and they were very they wanted to they wanted to converse but they were just they needed to be left alone for a bit so yeah. i'm kind of like wandering around going can we just get going i'm like um and they go right chris we're going to start this is what we're going to do we're gonna and it's all panic right so i've i've been backstage in you know with music gigs i've done hundreds of them when i used to do loads of music so i've been artists musicians that are about to go on stage no one's really listening to what's going on right there's just so much activity that you just take in these little bits so i've got people talking to me going right chris what we're going to do is and then 
once you hear this, that's when you do that. And I'm like going, I don't know what, what? Yeah. yeah <laughs> just yeah. point to me where I need to go at the time I need to go. I will go out there and I'll do it. That's just, that's it. Yeah. The, the, I can hear the noise getting bigger and bigger. And then they play on the big screen. They play uh, like a little bit of a warm up before I come out. Right. So I'm there kind of like a boxer. <laughs> yeah. Like great, M&M yeah. in yeah, yeah, eight yeah. mile. Yeah, and, off, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't sick or yeah. mum's spaghetti. Yeah, nice, Yeah, so so I'm there, and and but I don't know exactly what's going on. I know there's lots of the crowd noise and stuff, and then they have this big laughter, and I'm like, what are they laughing at? Because I don't really know. And then they go, right, okay, welcome our first speaker. We can talk about. Minimalism in the workplace, less busy, more impacts. Please welcome Chris Lovett. They applaud and I walk out and it's just dark. Yeah. I get myself onto the, the red bit of carpet. And as soon as I just start saying my first line, it all flows into yeah. uh, into the rest of the story. Yeah. Obviously, there's a couple of bits that you don't know. No one really knows these. So, so exclusive for your podcast, oh, Rick. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I missed two bits of the story. You'll oh, really? never know what they are. Oh, oh, right. But I forgot two bits. Um, but no one really knows, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. They weren't massive, but uh, the it's not perfect. And we we talked about perfectionism before, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. I didn't realize at the time that there was a someone in the front row who had an iPad and it had the time. Basically, so obviously, as you know, you got, I think, 15 to 18 minutes is yeah. cut off, right? And my talk was 14 minutes. And I'd been talking, talking, talking with State of Flow that we were talking about earlier. I hadn't even realized. And I looked over and I saw the iPad in it. It just clicked over to 11 minutes. And I went, wow. Yeah. I better start wrapping this up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And the slides behind me were all messed up. Oh, yeah. Oh. So... You might see, again, so it's behind the scenes, you yeah. might see me keep looking. They're all messed up. They're all in the oh, wrong order, right. right? And they go too quickly. So while I'm explaining this first re- bit of research about, I think about the University of Virginia and how they talk about this experiment they did with the Lego house, right, which yeah. then I connect back about a Lego that I decluttered the Lego and things like that. Yeah. Um, I hadn't even finished talking about that and they'd moved on to the next... Oh, so it's automatic. Yeah, because there's no clicker, is there? No, no. So someone up in the gantry, the producer, they they click based on my script. So they've got a copy of my script, and then it says, then go to slide two. And because I'd paused, I think they'd just gone, oh, he's forgot that bit, moved on to the next bit, and I carry on. Yeah, great. And next time I look around, I'm looking at it going, that's not, uh, (laughs) that's not. So I have to think quickly, and I go, right. Um, yeah, it's not like you can just stop mid Ted and go, excuse me, guys. Yeah, we're on the wrong slide. Can we start? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I just carry on. Yeah, I just carried on. Great. So for those of you who are watching very, very closely, you might sense that tiny little bit of panic. Ah, going, okay. I didn't notice that. I, I didn't notice that at all, Chris, actually. Yeah, didn't notice yeah, that at all. So, Great. so there you go. So, um, so yeah, even the best laid plans, um, most prepared, there's still something that might go wrong and just be okay with it, really. It's, um, yeah. So, so yeah, the slides are there. They go too quickly. They're in the wrong order. It's fine. No problem. Yeah. 
What I also didn't find out until afterwards was that the TED talk that they played before they invited me on was Tim Urban's procrastination talk. Uh, which is, okay, brilliant, fantastic. I'm looking forward to hearing this. Yes, great. <laughs> so that's what they were all laughing at. Right. So that I've shared that TED talk with many clients. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've watched it time and time and time again for little hints on little comedic yeah. interjections that he has. And again, for listeners, if you've not seen it, it's brilliant. Yeah. There's a reason why there's multi, multi-million people that have seen this, right? Because it's amazing. And I don't know, I don't know this until afterwards. So I go back home and, and I tell people, oh, there was, there was this big laughter. And then I watched the whole stream back and I'm like, they went and showed the Tim Urban yeah. procrastination video. And then they go, okay, everyone, right now, Chris Lovett's coming on now. And I'm like, <laughs> how? Yeah. How wow. can you compare um, yeah. this guy who's done this amazing thing? And then all of a sudden you get this scrub coming out to talk about his DVD collection. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a kind of uh, almost a, a bit of information that yeah. had I have known that, would that have made me ref- maybe reference it or maybe even just yeah. go, Tim, oh, imagine following that, eh? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. I better? Um, yeah. But yeah, because I didn't know that. It was kind of a bit of a, a blessing in disguise. But they do tell you before – don't don't do yeah. anything. Don't engage with the audience. Don't say hello. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Just go out there, do your talk. Yeah. And once your talk is done, you say thank you and walk off. Yes. And you'll yeah. notice if you're just watching TED Talks, you'll notice that whenever when you said start, they just get straight. They don't ask. They don't. Yeah. They just start and they end. That's it. Which you just went straight into the story, which is great. It, it gripped you straight away, which is like, oh right, okay, brilliant we're starting. Which is great, isn't it? It's none of this. Hello. Yeah. Um, g- going to go through a, a 24 uh, slide with you right now. Uh, yeah. Just bear with yeah, me yeah, a second. Yeah. Right. Okay. The first slide. Yeah. Just straight yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Great. I love that. So, so yeah. So there was all of, all of that kind of going on in the background that people don't really know. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've shared, I did, I'd shared it with a group of people on Patreon, but other than that, no yeah. one else knew that. Great. That kind wow. of, panic so um there we go it's now out into the world well that's good though because this is that that's one of the skills of a professional speaker of just dealing with things because uh, likewise like you said with the stories there i've done it in the past where i'll I'll memorize a talk and it'd be perfect for 15 minutes but something will happen in a talk when you do it live like you might get a response from someone in the audience and then there's a bit of improv or something happens so that's a great skill that you've kind of modulized your talk to say I've realized that I might be running out of time soon. I can't add that in, but I'm just going to carry on. And this is the thing. No one knows. So everyone that's watched it wouldn't have known that, which is, which is great. So yeah, well done. Yeah. For just uh, do that. Well, here's a question for you then. If you did know, yeah. like you said there, that Tim Urban was going to be played before you, would that have changed anything? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the, the discipline of just going out and doing, doing your own material and go and leaving. Yeah. Um, maybe not. But fingers, fingers, Rick. I've got a, I've got a habit of improv. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a habit of uh, mentioning something that's happening live, just to yeah. bring a bit of levity to some of the topics that have a lot of gravity. And so I might have. Oh, let's continue. Let's continue the laugh. Let's continue. Yeah, the of course. Feeling good of happy, right? Yeah. And I might have, if I'd have known, I might have gone. Well, blimey, I've watched that Tim Urban yeah. uh, quite a few times. 
brilliant, isn't it? And it'd throw you off, I guess, and take you off the script. And also for anyone, so, so for me, I, I wasn't aware that there was a video played. In my head, as watching back your, your TEDx video on, on YouTube and TED, it looks like you're just coming out. I didn't even know that. So if you had come yeah. out, I would have gone, why is he talking about Tim Urban for? So that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah, it makes exactly, sense. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. during, during, during the day, there was two, I think there was two types of tickets there was this live stream which you were there all day and you had loads of other content plus if you're there in person the live stream ended and then you had a panel q a at the end so i was there for another hour yeah hosts everyone speaking with a with a panel discussion which i can tell you a little bit about if you want to yeah know, sure yeah that. yeah yeah um yeah so before and during they kind of captured some questions from the audience so there's opportunity for the audience to ask questions of the speakers based on what they were talking about. And so I'm sitting there with these other amazing people, you know, there's a professor of leadership there. There's a, a, someone who works in cyber who from, from Russia has someone who another author from Israel, who's talks about career. Um, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, all sorts of like talented people. And then, <laughs> so I got a tiny little bit of imposter syndrome whilst I was sitting there because oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you can see, I'm in me trainers and me jeans right? <laughs> yeah. and everyone's dressed up to the nines and I'm, I've just like turned up. And off, a sustainable off, off market. Wasn't it a sustainable option? I remember you sharing on one of your stories. Wasn't yes, it, your it share, was a recycled thing or something like that. I remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So my shirt is, was rubbish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah so it's the same shirt so here's another link to to it that people might want to check out i can't remember the guy's name but he runs a company called rapanui r-a-p-a-n-u-i he did a ted talk two weeks before i did mine in the same shirt it looks very much like me black jeans trainers so I post, I think I might post it. I was like, this isn't me, yeah. but this is guy looks like me. And he talks about sustainable fashion and really? things like that. So yeah. So I, I had that shirt. Nice. So that was a kind of sustain. Yeah. So I was in, in me jeans uh, and me trainers and people were asking, you know, really quite highbrow, important questions. And, um, and then they said, Oh, Chris, what do you, how do you implement, if someone says to you, your boss, for example, says, yo, can you go and do five things? How do you reject that? And so I basically said, well, why don't you know, if you've got capacity for four, you put the onus back onto the other person and say, right, I can do four. Yeah. So what one thing is of a less of a priority for you? Cause I can only do those four things. Um, which went down fine. And then afterwards, one of the other speakers was referencing uh, career change. And there's a picture of me uh, with my kind of my hands up going, I told you so type approach. <laughs> yeah. Because she says um, the key bit about career change is less is more. And I go like this, I can kind of put my hands up and go, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the whole place just erupts. Right? Um, and she's kind of looking at me going, oh, right. See, so we've con- we've connected the dots between our two very differing, and she's from Russia and I'm from London. Yeah. Our two very different talks meet directly yeah. with this whole less is more concept. Right. So, so yeah, so, that, so everyone kind of had a little laugh about that. But, um, oh, that's but brilliant. Yeah, so that good. Well, that's a nice way to show as well, isn't it, that Ted have picked the right speakers for that occasion as well, because if some... 
it's connecting two different random talks, connecting the same thing uh, of something that's important. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. It's an experience that I will treasure. Yeah. Forever. And um, yeah, a moment in my life where I can say I was really proud of, proud of the whole thing, proud of the whole leading up to it, being brave enough to put my name in the hat. Yeah. To kind of put my head above the parapet and go, I've, I've got a story to tell that might be important. Yeah. To go there, to do it. And it's come out. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Jobs, jobs are good. And and I think there's some power there in rephrasing that as well, Chris, of, you know, I have a story that is important, not rather than maybe important. It is. And it was, and yeah. you proved it, you know, and, um, before I ask you about obviously the next steps, because that this is putting you on a platform now that's global. So anybody can now go watch this on the TED website. Um, how did you feel when you walked off the, the red dot, the red carpet, knowing you've just done your TED talk? How did that feel? There was a relief. Um, there was that certain sense of accomplishment, like that's it. I'll put some decent effort into that. That's it. That's done now. I think I did a good job. And at the back, obviously you've got people that are there working with Ted and they all go, that was great. That was brilliant. And almost like I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, they they liked it. So uh, the crowd liked it. I've got it. So it, it felt very, very, it felt like I'd arrived. It felt like right now I deserve to be here. Great. So um, so yeah, there's a lot of accomplishment and a lot of relief. And I went and sat my ass down and I finished my blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. I was like, my, I was like, my mouth is so dry. I'm going to have a, have a drink. And I went and had a whiskey. Uh, I think it was 10 30 in the morning. Nice. Um, so one of the, one of the other speakers had bought like a tiny little bottle to kind of calm any nerves. And I was like, I'll have one of them now. Yeah. 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 And so we had a little toast, but wow. Amazing. But the second speaker who, um, called Megan Wrights, who is, uh, she's a friend of mine now. So we connected posts, all of that. And we've met up a couple of times. Um, I was very, very conscious that she had some bad news a couple of days before doing the talk. She was one of these people that I was really interested to get to know. And she was in the corner almost with her headphones on basically saying, leave me alone. I yeah. leave me alone. And I was very conscious of that. And so once she came off stage, I was the first person she saw. And I basically said, give me a hug. Yeah. yeah. And she fell into my arms oh. and almost like saying the two of us were like, okay, we've both, we've both accomplished this thing now. And I kind of felt that there was no one else there for her. Like I didn't have anyone there for me, that no friends were there, no one that I knew. Um, and she was the same. So we kind of then, we uh, had each other. Yeah. So yeah. not only was the TED complete, but I got friendships off the back of it, which will hopefully last for, for a lifetime. And who knows, there could be some collaborations in the future that might yeah. might lead on to something. But wow. But yeah, that was, the, I always, I'll always remember that. Megan coming off and going, you know, almost like, yeah. That's a whole, re- a whole whole release and just having that hug afterwards with a stranger. It was great. Well, I think it's a fantastic thing. You know, there's there's so many people out there that, that want to do a TED talk and it and it's the 
It's on the top, isn't it? You know, if you compare it in terms of a, a terms of a hierarchy thing, that's like where people want to be. So, you know, I'm not surprised, you know, what a relief and that sensation of, oh, wow, amazing. Mm. And yeah, you know, well done to you, mate. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I was so, so amazed when, when I found it on your Instagram. I was like, oh my God, Chris is doing it. Chris is doing it. Wow, amazing. You know, and it was great to see all that content coming through and then obviously the lead up to it. And then I think I was at a wedding on the day because I was going to try to come along and I couldn't then because I was at a wedding, I think, on the day. But just seeing all the photos and then when I see that first photo of you on the stage, I was so proud, but also just like, oh "Oh my God, that's Chris, love it. Oh my God, that's Chris. You know, on the podcast, oh my God, you know. So yeah, you know, absolutely amazing. Well, I, I guess then, Chris, um, obviously now, obviously, you I mean, you know, that's out there forever, which is, uh, you know, yeah. like Tim Urban, you can now say that you are that person <laughs> God, to what? have done a TED yeah. Talk. I've always wanted to be a yeah. person that says, I've done a TED Talk. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there um, anything uh, in, in, well, I've got a couple of questions for you. In hindsight, mm. going through all the process and the applying and the performing and that and presenting it, is there anything you do differently next time if you did another one? No. No. Not one thing. Maybe invite, um, maybe be more, a little braver to say to my friends and family, come along. Yeah. Because I was very conscious that I'd, there's still something about me performing in front, performing in front of strangers and other affiliations, colleagues. No problem, right? I am, yeah. um, I perform, I do the, do what I need to do. There's something about, uh, friends family yeah. that might just completely throw me off so i'm like you stay away because <laughs> i know what you're like and um, you stay away i was saying my mum for example if my mum she was saying oh yeah hi she'd probably wave like, i love you <laughs> yeah yeah you're doing a great job chris giving yeah. up yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i love it so i wanted to go there clean without having to worry about anyone you know having to go and meet anyone at the door and bring them in or whatever i just wanted to go yeah. there and and do it so i wouldn't i wouldn't really change any of the approach leading up to it i don't think that's lovely what would you say to pre-chris selling all his stuff traveling uh in the corporate world of two years time whatever you'd be on a ted x stage what would you what would that chris say you're having a laugh mate <laughs> uh, yeah that's yeah there's a there's a distinct memory. I remember being at my mum and dad's house. So I, I just got back from traveling and I don't have a place to live. I don't have a job. And I'm staying at my mum and dad's. So my old bedroom has been turned into this storage room. And again, if you've not read the book, you can find out all about it. <laughs> I'm in this storage room. The only thing I've got left that I kept was a tiny little TV I've got Apple TV, which is, you know, that little black box. That's that's pretty much all I've got in regards to tech and iPad, that's it. And so I connected my Apple TV. And they've got, there's a TED channel on Apple TV. So you click on it, you can watch TED Talks. And, I, and so I was watching lots and lots of TED Talks about various different bits and pieces, not really knowing exactly what, some of them were, but I was just there to learn. I was just there to mm. find out more stuff, really. And I said to my partner at the time, I fancy doing one of them in jest. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I could do one of them almost like going, well, that would that'd be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a laugh, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
yeah, so I, and that was in two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. When I when I came back to the UK, so from then, writing the book, doing a few, doing some talks in corporates, doing some events and festivals, and and then doing the TED. Um. Yeah, yeah. That I I remember that kind of going. That would be that would be interesting if I could do that one day. Yeah, but never really kind of thinking that I had the ability, not the, the ability and the credibility as well, because yeah, I was looking at all these other people going, well, you're, they've got letters off their name. They're doctors, professors, uh, you know, there's experts in their field. They're leaders of uh, CEOs, whatever. I'm not any of those things. Mm. But what I can be is hopefully a bit of a torchbearer to people who are, have story to tell, but they don't follow the traditional route of success yeah. because I definitely don't. And it just goes, kind of goes to show that if, if I can do it, yeah. if my working class foul mouthed ass <laughs> can do it, then you can do it. If you've got a story to tell, tell it because the world needs to hear it. And yeah. that's, that's all I did. Um, and here we are talking about it. So wow. here we go. That's lovely. I was going to ask a uh, uh, last question of what would you say to anybody, but I think you've, you've just answered that perfectly about if you've got a story to share, then share it. So yeah, Chris, uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on and sharing that. And uh, yeah, a fascinating uh, journey. And congratulations to you. Will there be any more TEDx's or even TED for the next one? Any more <laughs> in the pipeline? I think what's, what's coming up next, Rick, is a second book. So it's taking all of the concepts from the talk and giving people a lot more uh, initiative, a lot more motivation and some tips on how actually they can implement some of this less is more approach into their professional life. Because since then, so you think since March, 2022, or are we in September now? Yeah. There's all sorts of kicked off still, you know, the cost of living crisis is, yeah. well, we're in it and we're not even into winter yet. Yeah. And it's a real challenge that, you know, I'm having to deal with that we're all having to deal with. And so you can't just give out this less is less is more approach and just down tools. Mm. Like we can't, we've got bills to pay. Yeah, yeah. But then if we go to the other end of the spectrum and we work excessively with time, that's our health, uh, our physical, mental health and relationships are at stake. So there's this, you're in, you're, you're, you're between a rock and a hard place now. Yeah. If you, you can't work less because you need the money, you can't work more because everything else is at stake. So what do you do? Yeah. You can't rely on systems or, you know, the societal approaches to change. As you know, governments ain't going to make, they're going to maybe make a tiny little dent, but you know, how's that going to help? Yeah. You know, really? Um, your boss, the organizations you work with and for like, are they really going to make a difference? Are they really going to be able to help you? So now it's all about taking back a little bit of control and going, right, I need to help myself now. And this is how I'm going to do it. Creating the boundaries, getting really good at saying no, um, prioritizing, figuring out as many life hacks as possible so you can still be an amazing success without burning out or quitting. In this middle bit, the nice part 
where it's a non-binary part. It's this gray area. It's this funky area. I call it business as unusual mm, or, nice. or sustainable as usual. Yeah. Right. Because if we keep going the way we're going now, um, it's going to kill us. Yeah. And that's no exaggeration. The science and the research I've got for this second book, which is called Relentless, by the way. Nice. Brilliant. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. great. I love that. Yeah. The lesson. Yeah. Great. That's yeah. at the end. Yeah, nice. So yeah, there's, there's lots and lots of, um, stats research and stories horrific stories that i've got of suicides and people dying through excessive working mm. so much so that japan have even got a name for it which is called uh karoshi which means wow. death by overwork Jeez, wow so for a culture to create a whole word that you know creates that thing it's that what tells us that something's not quite right here yeah and so I'm hoping that this second book is going to be a little bit of hope mm. for people yeah. who maybe can't see a way out at the moment, but can use minimalism and decluttering that we thought was just in a personal life, bring it into their professional life and actually use those, use those approaches to yeah. remove the excess, to get really good at letting go and embracing Jomo instead of, no, yeah, Jomo instead of FOMO, um, letting go of the guilt, um, doing less yeah. but better. Um, so that's what's next. So love that, yeah. I'm very relative. No Ted's, yeah. yeah, I have no more Ted's lined up, but I do have some a lot, lots and lots of talks lined up for the rest of this year because it's important. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that's, so the books and the the corporate talks are what's what's on the agenda for the remainder of 2022. Well, fantastic. Very exciting. Yeah. Good luck with the book and that. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that we uh, share that on the newsletter to everybody. But yeah, Chris, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, if people want to find out, um, obviously uh, you're taught, obviously it's called less busy, more impact. And it was at yes. TEDx Holt London. So you can find it on YouTube and on the TED channel as well. Um, but yeah. if people want to find out more about you, how can they find out more about your work? I'll just go Instagram or LinkedIn. Chris, love it. Look for the guy with the big hair. Um, <laughs> Discovery of Less is the book on, you can get it on Amazon or Waterstones or anywhere you would go online to buy your books. Uh, it's really cheap and it's really good. And yeah, if you so. want to try before you buy, you can do, you can get chapter one, which is the biggest chapter in the book um, for free on my website, which is lessisprogress.com. But ultimately, yeah, let's connect on uh, on socials and um, share some stories and we'll go from there. Brilliant. Chris, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you, Chris, for coming on to the show and sharing how you delivered your TEDx talk. Absolutely fascinating episode. And for anybody out there, if you haven't listened to part one already, then go back to part one and uh, check out all of the preparation and again, how to apply for the TEDx talk. It's definitely inspired me, Chris, and I know it's one of my big goals and I'm definitely going to be seeking out how to do my own TED talk after listening to yours. So thanks for coming on to the show. If you enjoyed this episode or if it's inspired you to go and deliver a TED talk or even start going to watch more TED talks, then let us know. I'd love to hear from you. DM, get in touch, send us an email at info at rickylock.co.uk and let us know if this episode has inspired you to do your own TEDx talk. 
As always, thank you to the amazing Patreon supporters for keeping this podcast going. Thank you, Anthony Howe, Jasmine Barnes, Chloe Wilmer, Sarah Kay, Sherry Brenton, Steve McDermott, Chris Lovett, and Rory Barnes. You are all amazing. If you did enjoy this episode, then head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review or Podchaser, and leave us a ring. It helps this podcast get shared to more people. But without further ado, thank you for listening to this episode. Good luck unlocking the best version of yourself, and I will join you on another episode of Unlocked. Goodbye. <laughs>